Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tommy on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we mentioned this yesterday, um, but I didn't have all of the details. Yeah. So I want to make sure that we get all of the details out there about our new Patreon contest that we are giving out a signed libretto to a strange lube signed by Michael R. Jackson, not by me or you. That would be great, but Michael R. Jackson is is a better uh, person to assign the libretto to the Tony and Pulitzer Prize winning musical. If you are a current Patreon member, email us at patreon at broadwayradio.com and ask to be added to the a strange loop drawing giveaway uh it'll happen on saturday september 10th we will pick the winner on uh sunday september 11th so get your entries in by saturday and we will announce it on this week on broadway on sunday and today on broadway on monday so make sure that you are getting all of that information and of course you have to be a member of our patreon so if you are not head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon all right, let's get into the news. And if you've been paying attention to either this show or social media, this is not necessarily news, but it is officially confirmed that there will be a Broadway revival this spring of Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, coming to the Lundfontan Theater, starring Josh Groban and Anna Lee Ashford. That has been hinted about. We've talked about it. I've hinted about it pretty overtly on this show and on This Week on Broadway. And then there started to be reports, I believe, from Deadline a week or so ago about this potentially happening. It will be directed by Tommy Kale, and it will begin performances at the Lent Fontan on February 26th with an opening on March 26th. In addition to Kale, he'll be joined by his regular music supervisor and collaborator, Alex Lackamore. It will feature the Sweeney score as it was performed in its very first Broadway staging with Jonathan Tunick's original 26-player orchestrations, which is Ooh. so rare for any show, let alone a Sondheim show. So often we see these stripped back productions especially of Sweeney but not in this one Grace I don't want anything stripped in Sweeney <laughs> I want it I want it full full force I agree with you and I don't want those daggum actors having to play on stage that's for damn sure yeah. I said it I mean although if we're talking about stripping and actors playing on stage Lauren Molina was in the last Broadway revival of Sweeney Todd so I guess the whole stripping but the skivvies uh, is an art form uh, that, and well, that is different you know, they kind of merged the <laughs> stripping and the actor instrument okay anyway um, what's interesting about this is that it will have a uh, a fairly interesting creative team pulled from a bunch of people who have worked with Tommy Kale before and then some other folks who haven't that I think are really interesting but the choreographer will be Stephen Hoggett set designer will be Mimi Lean who I did she win a Tony I feel like she might have won a Tony um for a uh, great comet right Mm, uh, I think you might be right. I think so. Um, anyway, uh, costume designer Emilio Sosa, lighting designer Natasha Katz, and sound designer Nevin Steinberg. The rest of the cast will be announced coming up. There is a little bit of hand wringing over this uh, revival so far. I'm going to reserve judgment. Um, I think when you have stars of Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford's uh, stature, that like they're worthy of leading a Broadway production of any musical, especially one uh, like this. But um, the year of, of Sondheim is continuing. I had predicted at the beginning of the year that we were going to get a revival of a major revival of every single one of Sondheim's shows announced by the end of this year. I don't think that's going to happen, but we're getting a lot of them. That's for darn sure, Grace. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm waiting for my call for funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Um, you know, and I think a lot you of people play are... Pseudolis? Who do you want to play? Well, you know what? No, I'm bringing it up. 
I can't believe that even with all of my dance experience and belly dancing classes, I was a daggum protean in that play and not even one of the like fancy, sexy dancers, courtesans, I believe. So like still better. Um, my outfit looked like a beach chair, but I just want to say that like, you're right. It is kind of the year of these revivals and I think everybody's excited for it. I think that if you're going to have another Sweeney revival, it, it also has to have like some star power and, and, you know, like they both bring that, but I am curious about the rest of the cast um, mm-hmm. and like the direction, because like, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Groban be scary because I I don't view him that way, but I know that he's capable of things. And he was a scary boyfriend in Crazy Stupid Love because he was he was very cringy. So wait, he was in Crazy. St- I don't remember him in Crazy. Yes. I love oh that gosh. movie. He was Emma Stone's like cringy boyfriend that would not propose to her, and then she like throws a, like the drink down, and then she goes to the bar, and then she starts making out with Ryan Gosling. I could give you a play by play, but I it's love fantastic. that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. I really really like yeah. that movie. I don't remember He's him. A in cringy it. boyfriend in that. Yeah. Okay. But you know, I think his his turn in Great Comet. Speaking of Mimi Lean, like that's that mm-hmm. shows that he's more than just like the silly, funny, goofy guy that he does on like award shows and and late night talk shows like he's got some yeah. depth as an actor so i'm interested to see this his voice obviously the that depth and the richness of the baritone i think obviously helps with the, the music oh, i think that'll play into no it perfectly question. so yeah. so we'll see i'm excited to see who else is cast i wonder if there'll be uh any regular tommy kale collaborators if we'll pull from the hamilton into the heights uh into the, in the heights I think it's similar. It's similarly going to be in the same comet vein, like you said. Like I think that the, or like the the scary kind. Of, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see somebody in this that we go. Yeah, nobody else could do that. That's all I want to say. I mean, I, I know who I've heard who I yeah. think you might be talking about, <laughs> and if I. Yeah. Yeah, I missed you. It was all I'll say about that. I don't know if we're talking about the same person, but uh, but we'll see. Anyway, okay. So moving on to another show that we know is coming to Broadway, and this is one that's already been announced, but we do have the official announcement of the cast that will be bringing a beautiful noise, the Neil Diamond musical, to Broadway, beginning on November second, ahead of a December fourth opening at the Broadhurst Theater. We know that the stars that originated the roles in the out of town tryout at Boston's Emerson Colonial Theater will be returning for the Broadway run. That means that Will Swenson and we'll be playing Neil Diamond ha- uh, hyphen. I think it's, a, it's short. It's not a long M dash. So it's Neil Diamond hyphen. Then he will be joined by Tony Award nominee Mark Jacoby as Neil Diamond hyphen now. Tony nominee Robin Herter, uh, Jacqueline Sinclair, and Linda Powell as well. They all starred in the Boston run. They will be joined by Jeff Jesse Fisher, Michael McCormick, Tom Allen Robbins, and Bree Sudia. They will announce the, uh, we have the, or we have the announcement for the rest of the ensemble and standbys and all that stuff in the uh, in the show notes. I do love uh, Mimi Scardula, who is in the ensemble for this. I think she's great. I'm excited to see her uh, in this show. Um, I I think it's kind of interesting that we're getting another show following Cher and Summer uh, that has kind well- of. Go ahead. I, I'll, I'll, no, 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 no. I, I knew you were probably going to lean into that. And what I want to say is the, what it's, it's basically will as Neil the entire time. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, um, adult, <laughs> adult, um, now Neil is in therapy sessions looking back on some of those things. And that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the thought that's process. The, it, that's the frame. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the frame. It's not going to be like, okay, and then act one is Will Swenson and then act two is another guy. Right. Like, it's, or they're it's not going on stage be... together talking about things like in share. Right. I think it's it's definitely not in the same like one, two, three different stages of my life type of thing. This okay. is much more like this is Neil's life. And I also want to say like the dance ensemble, like Tatiana Lofton, like there's so many people that are in this that are fierce movers and dancers and like Robin Herter's Forever in Blue Jeans mm-hmm. number. I may have seen it. it I was going to say, you didn't go to ass. Boston. I was like, you didn't go to Boston. How I'm, did you see it, Grace? I'm working on the show. Oh, okay. um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see all the audiences see them do that because I think that this is bigger and like, than just like, you know, Sweet Caroline, right? Like it's a full, full uh, out show. Uh, so I'm interested. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. I, I, uh, I will be interested to see how this all goes. Um, as I said, the, uh, Show begins performances on uh, November 2nd, and uh, the box office actually opens here in a couple weeks, uh, actually two weeks from today on Wednesday, September 21st. Speaking of something else that we know is on its way here very quickly, actually, yesterday, Roundabout Theater Company announced a star-studded benefit concert reading of the Pirates of Penzance with a new uh, adapted book by the great Tony Award winning and pop music, I guess one hit wonder icon, Rupert Holmes. Uh, And of course is the uh, Gilbert and Sullivan uh, operetta that has, I know kind of become the, their most famous work. It's directed by Scott Ellis and it will star David Hyde Pierce as the modern major general, Ramin Karamloo as the pirate king, Lily Cooper as Ruth, Colton Ryan as Frederick, and Samantha Williams as Mabel. Also in the ensemble are Eddie Cooper, Lily Cooper's brother, uh, Curtis Holland, Ryan Warsing, and more additional cast members will be announced. This concert will happen on Monday, October 17th, and tickets are on sale now. What's interesting about this is in the press release, Roundabout specifically says, quote, this partially yeah. staged reading is the first step in envisioning a revival that could bring could bring pirates to Broadway for the first time in over 40 years. Roundabout, as we know, they've done tons of shows of, of readings, some public, some not public. Sometimes things come of them, sometimes they don't, but very rarely do they ever say, yes, this is intended to bring this show to Broadway. So I thought it was very interesting that they just out and out said this. I think you could probably judge by some of the cast that like, okay, there's they're hoping at least, but the fact that they actually went ahead and said it is uh, is kind of interesting to me, Grace. Well, when they say that, they're basically saying like, producers, if you want to come see this, like this is your chance to get in early with investments. But like, even, for really, even for roundabout, even for roundabout when it's a subscription it's a house. Yeah, it's yeah. a nonprofit. So they're like, Hey, we, you know, if you want this, you got to fund it. Plus like, is it pirates like free? <laughs> like, yes, it, it is. Like, yeah. It, public it, domain? it is public domain, Yeah, but this is an adaptation. So they're still having to pay Rupert Holmes to adapt mm-hmm. it. But I mean, it's not like they have to pay the estate of Gilbert and Sullivan uh, any kind of money to do it. Yeah. So this is like if you listen, if you are a high school teacher out there and you want to adapt your own version of, of Pirates of Penzance, feel free to do it. You have my permission. Oh, that was so nice of you. Yeah, we don't need Gilbert Grape's permission. But I think that like this is, you know, What's something that they've been like talking about. <laughs> um but I was curious, and I didn't realize that Sammy Williams, if you did not see her in Carolina Change, you missed out. Mm-hmm. But she she, was great. she is just such a force, and I think that she is going to be and is such a star. So, yeah, y'all are in for a treat. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, very cool. Uh, all right, moving on to your favorite segment of this week and every week, 
Last week's Broadway grosses, the shows, for the first time in a while, remained mm-hmm. the same, the number of shows running at 21. But thanks in part to the holiday weekend that we just got out of, grosses saw an 8% uptick by just under $2 million to come in at $25,329,740. Attendance also rose by about 8 thousand four hundred seats that's about five percent there were one hundred and ninety four thousand four hundred and seventy three people that saw a broadway show last week a ton of shows saw more than six figure increases led by into the woods at 251k jump from the previous week of course as we talked about last week kind of because of the weird extension timing and uh, announcements that had higher prices when it, the previous week had been their original week for closing and then th- this past week the last week of that original cast That obviously played into the fact that it had made a bunch of extra money this past week. They were joined above six figures in jumps by Wicked, Beetlejuice, Mr. Saturday Night, The Music Man, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Book of Mormon, and Six. All three of those shows saw my brother and niece uh, coming to, or three of those shows saw my brother and niece pay for tickets, including six uh, Beetlejuice and Into the Woods. So I'm glad that the Tam and Any family could contribute to that. There were only two shows on Broadway that actually saw week-to-week declines. That was The Lion King that dropped about $38,000, which is a drop in the bucket for them. The other one is is a little bit more interesting, though, and that is A Strange Loop, which dropped $4,279, which not a whole lot. You think, oh, that's pretty good. But what's interesting about that is they played one less show. So instead of playing eight shows and doing uh, $578,000, they played seven shows and did $574,000. So they actually, on a per-show basis, made more money, but because they only did seven performances, uh, saw a week-to-week decline in total. So actually, if we just looked at it on a per-show basis, they were in the uh, in the black as well. So good for them. Uh, unsurprisingly, the Music Man led all grocers at $2,863,600. It was followed by Hamilton at 2.1, Into the Woods at 1.87, MJ at 1.76, and The Lion King, see, still doing pretty well, at 1.76. The rest of the shows north of $1 million per week in descending order were Wicked at 1.5, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at 1.4, Moulin Rouge at 1.2, Aladdin at 1.18, Six at 1.17, Dear Van Hansen at 1.07, Book of Mormon at 1.0. 04 and Mr. Saturday Night, including Grace Aki sitting in the second row at 1.01 million. Um, overall, there weren't a ton of shows that saw 100% capacity last week. There were only two. Dear Evan Hansen continues to do really well in terms of capacity. Uh, it did uh, you know, do fairly well at the box office too in its final weeks. It's getting ready to close on the 18th. The other one was MJ the Musical at just creeping over 100% capacity as well. So obviously holiday weekends always is going to be really good for for shows grace and uh this was a pretty good week across the board for broadway yeah <laughs> your favorite thing i'm glad you had that first, I, I just fully mute myself and let matt just like talk about this and then i'd like come in right now i thank you i appreciate it moving on uh let's go from broadway to the west and as the legendary george takei will be making his london stage debut in the uk premiere of the musical that was inspired by his life allegiance George will be joining his Broadway co-star Telly Leung in the show when it heads to the Sharing Cross Theater. It's actually technically an off West End theater, but 
close enough. Um, the show will be getting performances uh, for 13 weeks on January 7th, and it will be scheduled to play through April 8th of 2023. Very excited for this. Not only is this show uh, had multiple runs here in the U.S. before during and after its Broadway run, but it is also available to stream on a couple of different platforms. So the fact that more people are getting an opportunity to see it in person with two of the original Broadway stars is very exciting. Speaking. Yeah. I'm wondering oh, sorry, who's going to be in the Leah Salonga role because like that was such a massive, like all three of them in that show that I'm yeah. curious to see who's going to be joining them. If like Leah's going to take a break from tour or somebody else is going to come in. So I can't wait. We will see. Um, one final show news that we wanted to talk about. There will be a private industry reading coming up later this month of the new musical, um, A Wonderful World. It's a new musical based on the life and songs of my uncle, Louis Armstrong. Not my uncle. My mom's maiden name is Armstrong, but we claim him as our uncle, even though we are not actually related. Um, Neil Armstrong, also our uncle. Not really, but we claim him anyway. Basically, anybody whose last name is Armstrong, we claim. Um uh, the role of, of Louis or Louis Armstrong will be played by Tony Award winner James Monroe Iglehart. The two industry presentations will happen on Monday, September 19th and Tuesday, September 20th. Fun story. Um, so I was supposed to go. I had tickets, um, press tickets to see the world premiere of this show uh, a couple years ago down at the um, Miami New Drama at the Colonial Theater in Miami Beach. Um, I drove down there from Orlando. It's about a five-hour drive. So, I mean, it's a pretty significant drive. Um, I get there and they said, hey, there's this COVID thing. We're canceling the show. It was March 2020. So I drove all the way down there to see the world premiere of this show. Uh, and then it uh, didn't happen. So that was a round trip right before COVID. It was my last trip to go see a show before COVID and it didn't actually happen. But um, I'm very excited. This is going to have the opportunity to be seen because I heard great things about it. Joining James in the reading will be Crystal Joy Brown, who's phenomenal. Patrice Covington, Jenny Harney Fleming, Aisha Jackson, also phenomenal. Matt Bogart, Kevin Dennis, DeWitt Fleming Jr., great there as well. Uh, Gavin Gregory and Xavier McKnight. So we will see what happens with this one moving forward. And then on yesterday's show, Grace, we talked a little bit about the Creative Arts Emmys, some things that had not yet been announced by the time, or at least I hadn't seen them by the time we recorded that episode that I wanted to mention. Schmigadoon won the Emmy Award for Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics for the song Corn Puddin'. Not the song that I would have picked. Actually, I don't think that was the best song. What's that? It's, I mean, it's the year of corn. I don't, I know that that's a meme, but I don't, I don't know what it's about. Oh, Matt, I'll send you the corn song. Is it? I'll get you there. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't corn have like an alternate meaning on social media? Doesn't it mean something else? Oh, corn? Yeah. But that's not not what this is. This is is a pure child talking about their love of corn. Okay. I thought that I, whenever I've seen that meme, I assumed it was about pornography. No, it's about the delicious knobs of corn and it is that pure, but this is about corn pudding, which is different, but I will say corn is having a year. Yeah, apparently. So I don't, I don't like corn. Uh, I like popcorn, but that's about the only corn I really like. Ew, Matt. Corn's the best. Sorry, oh, we don't have time to argue about this, but corn's no, good. We don't. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, the, the only other Emmy that I want to talk about is the fact that Lori Metcalf won an Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for her appearance on Hacks. She was great. What? She is great everywhere. Um, Annie Live also received an award for Outstanding Hairstyling for a Variety Nonfiction or Reality Program. Uh, so congratulations on Why that. Why are you giggling? It's just that it's the Emmys, like it's the, the most random thing. It Out, is. Outstanding hairstyling for a variety nonfiction or reality program. Okay. Congratulations to Annie Live. 
right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening Wait. to today. No, 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 I have a wreck. Sorry, I said oh. something in the chat. My bad. Oh, I didn't see it. I was talking while you were typing. You so, were okay. actually, yeah, working. Okay, okay right, what's your recommendation? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so today I actually do have a great recommendation for either our Patreon listeners or the people that are seeing this, hearing this um, on Wednesday. Um, so on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Central on NBC. If you are a fan of America's Got Talent or you could care less about America's Got Talent and you love Broadway, you will get a sneak peek performance from Anne Juliet. And it is oh, going really? to be incredible. Some things are happening. You got to tune in. That's all I I'm saying. I had no idea. I had no yeah, idea Yeah, I know. Happening. They just dropped it on their socials. So that's why I can talk about it. Um, but yes, it's happening on America's Got Talent. So if you want to see... Maybe Lorna Courtney perform and, and some people from Anne Juliet. You got to tune in. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central on America's Got Talent. I'm setting my DVR as soon as we're done recording. Good. I, am I, can I finish the show now, though? Yeah. Will you, will you allow me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.